0: And welcome everyone in this episode of Quantum Conversations. As we continue to explore our mastery, one of the common questions that comes up frequently is this topic of twin flames and soul connections. And my guest today is here to explain it so beautifully, as she has received information on this and also has received information from Archangel Gabrielle on this. So let's welcome Shelley Young back to Quantum Conversations. Shelley, hello.
1: Hi. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be back.
0: It is wonderful to be back, and so as we continue our discussion with you, we're going deeper into Twin Flames and Soul Connections. This is a fascinating subject, and one that, as I mentioned, we get asked about a lot, and so our conversation today is one that really unifies this within us, and it uses our relationships at a higher level no matter what they are so welcome to the show i'd like to have you give your definition of a twin flame
1: well the way that it's been explained to me um is that a a twin flame is the other part of the soul so it was explained to me that a twin flame relationship it's like a fractal of unity consciousness it's its a fractal of unity consciousness anchoring unity consciousness on the planet so it is two parts of the same soul that share the same higher self
0: mhm okay so now there are some who feel a deep desire in their life to to seek out this person In the physical, is it something that is available to all of us? Or maybe we won't see that other part of us in the physical form?
1: I think think that if you have the yearning for it, it's because it exists for you. I I don't believe Mm -hmm. that we yearn for anything that we can't have. Mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that have no interest in the topic at all. And those are the people that, you know, aren't, aren't just planning to do that this time around. And, and that's fine. But I, I think the sign that we yearn for anything is a sign that it's a potential for us because I think that yearning is what leads us into that experience.
0: hmm Yes. And so we know that the relationships, our relationships in our lives And the quality of those relationships, they actually assist us in our ascension progress and process. So let's talk about this, because sometimes the twin flame, the relationship may not be so easy. Can we (laughs) talk about why that is? Why is that? You know, it's like it could be triggered in such a way, but there's a definite reason and a purpose behind that.
1: Oh, yeah. Saying that it's not the easiest relationship is like the understatement of the year, I think. Oh, my goodness. I think what I'd like to step back for a moment and just present this in a completely different way. I think that a twin flame relationship is an energetic process more than a relationship first and foremost. And what I mean by that is it is integrating the largest soul fragment that you will ever integrate into your energy field. This is the largest energy shift that you will ever do. And that means that it's a process it's so big that it can't be done all at once. And so what happens is when people move into an intersection with their twin flame, and this occurs, according to Gabriel, when people have shifted into an energetic space that makes union a true potential. And when both partners when both twins have moved into that vibrational range that makes union possible, it's almost like it activates a magnetic pull that will bring them into intersection with each other and begin the process. So if you understand that this is an energetic shift, the likes of which you've never gone through before, you can understand that it can't be done all at once. And this explains why there's a couple of things that happen as soon as you meet a, a twin. First of all, there's the joy of recognition and the amazement. Um, they're very telepathic. You figure out very, very quickly that these relationship, this relationship is very, very different than anything that you've experienced before. Um, but what you'll also recognize is that you can't, the intensity of it is too strong. You can't stay in it all the time. And that's where the whole what's commonly called the runner chaser, begins to happen. I like to think of it as a dance. I like to think that we dip into each other's energy and then you have to get off into your own space in order to integrate it. Once it's been integrated, you come back together and so on. So it's a beautiful dance of integration. But what also happens is everything that's in you that's unhealed and looking for attention and your love and your healing and release will come to the surface very quickly because it needs to be addressed in order to continue on with the process. So it does tend to bring up a lot of stuff and a lot of intensity very, very quickly.
0: Mm -hmm. Yes, in fact, you've got classes, um, hours of classes that support people in this empowerment of twin flame work. And so let's talk a little bit more deeply about twin flame and give an understanding for some, we don't want to give this idea where we were talking before we started our show, where um, there's labels. We're not labeling anything. Um, We're not here to create a codependency. Some folks, as you mentioned, may not even, um, Need to go look out for their twin flame. But you said that those who feel it actually have a reason for that, that that is there for a reason. So yeah. talk a little bit about that because it's not for everyone. And twin flames, I've, I've spoken with people who've met a twin flame and they were married to someone else. And so it's a different type of union. It's a, um, what would you think that union Type is um, can there be that relationship with being married to someone else?
1: It, it's up to each and every set of twins what happens if they do meet their twin and they're and they're married to somebody else. Some people choose to leave the marriage um, and in order to go be with the twin flame. Some choose to stay within the marriage. Um, it, it, every set of twins is different. I like to – I'm really about releasing the label, and one of the tricky things is we have to call it Twin Flame so that people understand what it is that we're talking about on a show. But I'm really about releasing the label because I think that the label Twin Flame puts a lot of pressure on a relationship that's tricky enough to begin with. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think people – also have a tendency, I've seen before that people use twin flame as a means of separation. Look at my relationship, it's so much better than everybody else's. And if you're using it as a term of separation, you're, you're way off track because it's really a process of unity consciousness.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you know,
1: some people have um, used it as an excuse to stay in an abusive relationship calling it a twin flame and i'm going to love them no matter what and i have no power in this because it's a Mm -hmm. twin flame and and i don't i don't uh recommend that at all i think that it's it's never loving to anyone involved to stay in any kind of an abusive situation and sometimes particularly in the twin flame process people get very triggered and they act out and it's not pretty and sometimes you may have to say, you know, your behavior over there is inappropriate and I'm going to have to love you from all the way over here.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: so I think it's, it's, it's as much having unconditional love for yourself as it is having unconditional love for the other and accepting yeah. them, but also making choices that are healthiest for everybody involved. And bottom line is it's not loving to allow anyone to be abusive because you're supporting them and showing up in a much lesser version of themselves.
0: hmm Yes, again, we point to self-love in a huge way and unconditional love. And what I find interesting is that you, the person, the, the twin flame, um, it, it could be someone who is spiritually awake and aware as um, their their twin is or not I mean there could be someone is not even as evolved that's what's so fascinating about it How would one identify how do you let's let's just talk about high frequency relationships um, outside of even the label of twin um, you know there's a great spiritual, Uh, saying that says, if you really want to work on your spirituality, go love your family. And that comes (laughs) into, (laughs) right? I mean, it's like, oh, boy, okay, that could be really challenging. But that kind of reaches into the bigger topic that we're talking about, how we as individuals love ourselves enough to extract ourselves from relationships that don't feed us, that actually draw energy from us and are not healthy from us where we create healthy boundaries and then cultivate higher frequency relationships, whether it's a mirror, something is a mirror to us to let something go within ourselves so that we can come into this relationship with love. That's really what's going on here is it's a a relationship. Um, How do we identify what to let go of and, and what to cultivate?
1: Wow, that's a great question. You know, I think that's the twin flame process more than anything else. And I, I like to use twin flame and soul connections interchangeably because, you know, a soul connection I would consider to be the highest vibrational relationship that's available to you at any time. And any high vibrational relationship is going to act pretty much the same way um, because it is a path of radical self-responsibility. So I think Mm -hmm. the first thing is that if you are becoming really consumed with what that person's doing over there and expecting them to be responsible for your happiness, that Mm -hmm. is an absolute sign that it's time for you to look at what you need and what it's an opportunity for you to give that to yourself. Um, I also would say that every time we try to navigate a higher vibrational relationship, like a 3D relationship, it will blow up on you every single time <laughs> because they just don't respond to control. They don't respond to all of those, you know, the conditional love model and all of the things that, that we've really learned um, mm-hmm. having 3D relationships. So uh, it's it's always going to bring you back to you if you become too externally focused. Mm-hmm. And I think that as we work and love on, love ourselves, we then get that mirrored back to us. So it, it, it's it, like I say, it's a dance. There's going to be times that you are extremely connected and come together and dip in and no love and no connection in a way that you've never felt it before. There's going to be other times that you just literally cannot stay in their energy any longer. And it doesn't mean that you don't love them. It just means that it's energetic. So for those of you that are in the in and out phase, if I can give you one piece of wisdom tonight, please understand it is not personal. It's energetic.
0: Okay. All right. So go deeper on the subject of energetics and how we work with that then. Because what we're doing is... um, even in our, our closest relationships, anything that takes us from our, our bliss and our happiness is something within ourselves that needs to be loved, free, released, and honored. And gosh, there's no better thing than someone traipsing across your floor with snowy shoes, Right. For example, you're in Florida. You don't have sandy feet, let's say. <laughs> OK. Right. And so, I used to
1: have snowy shoes. I, I much yeah. prefer sandy feet.
0: <laughs> Me too. Sandy toes over uh, snowy boots. Uh, but let's use that for an example, because, you know, um, this this comes into our again, this radical awareness of our own energy. And so and our boundaries and our our ability to speak in kind loving ways at the same time so what would you say about that I mean here it's like right we, we do need to set boundaries so how do we shift or identify the energetics to work with it
1: well um, I think that if you're really deeply uncomfortable there's a lot of things that you can look at it could simply be that you need to get out of the other person's orbit in order to integrate some energy and that's perfectly fine and healthy and appropriate mm. um, are you nitpicking sometimes we have trouble with close relationships and that's when we start to pick at all the things that they do that annoy us and we use that as a means of staying in separation mm-hmm. so some and sometimes there's truly unacceptable behavior where you have to say you know i have to love you from over here right now until you can get on top of that because that's not okay but I think that, through no matter what level of closeness we're in, we can still be in a space of unconditional love and honoring the other person is a very important part of our experience. And in the case of a twin flame, honoring them for the fact that they, that's what they are. They simply are just like a mother will always be the mother to a child, even if the child goes off and has a sleepover at another house. It's an unbreakable bond and connection. And there's another aspect I think that, that plays largely into this, which is what I call the greatest indicator if you, if you're with a twin flame, which is what I call the pull. And you don't see this in other relationships. The pull is an energetic pull or magnetic drawing that you feel that you absolutely have to get back into that energy in most relations and this can happen when you're so triggered by your your twin that you don't want anything with them at all you want to have the distance you want to get away from them because you're uncomfortable and you're on energetic overwhelm and you might get a moment of relief relief and then that pull draws you back in and this is what keeps us doing the work in the twin flame relationship that pull is designed to keep you coming back in and working on it and releasing and healing and accepting. I think acceptance is one of the greatest aspects of successfully navigating a twin flame relationship. So it's a, it's a dance of acceptance, of energetics, of self responsibility. It's, it, it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> So if you think the Twin Flame is going to be, you know, jumping on the back of a horse and galloping off into the sunset blissfully, you might be in for a surprise. But it's also so worth it because it is transformative in the most wonderful ways.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'll share personally, and then I'm going to ask you too. So Twin Flame for me, I have never been... I mean, I have a soulmate. My husband is, I've, I've remembered past lives with him and I can see even in our family line the roles that we've played amongst each other. But I've never been, I've never felt it was a twin flame. Um, although someone presented an idea to me that somebody else had that twin flame energy because it was irking me so much. I mean, I barely knew the person, but there were things that that person that was doing just kind of irked me so much. But it made me look inside at something so deep within me that that was labeled, here's that word again, a twin flame type relationship as another aspect of us. So maybe it's just another higher aspect. Maybe there's many fractal aspects of ourselves. So I I share that story, and I want to ask you, Shelly, how about your relationship with with your hubby?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you that back in 1999, I had seen a channel who – told me, you're going to meet your twin flame, and I was completely unfamiliar with the term. Um, he told me that somebody that I was involved with at that time was my twin flame, and, you know, with my, you know, with what I've learned since then, it, it clearly wasn't. Um, but the whole experience left me with such a bad taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be honest with you, there's no way I could have ever had the self-responsibility or self-love to navigate a twin flame relationship back in 1999. I just didn't have it at that time. Um, and so it left such a bad taste in my mouth. It was such a frustrating experience. But it was actually the one topic that I absolutely did not enjoy with spirituality. You know, I would kind of roll my eyes when people would talk about twin flames. There was so much different information. And again, a lot of people using it to separate and make themselves more special than anybody else. And I, I just didn't resonate with any of that. So it was the one thing that I, I honestly really didn't even believe in it um, until um, I, until I met my husband. And when I met him, when I started to recognize what was going on energetically? I could feel him. It was extremely telepathic. I could tell if he was awake or asleep. I could tell what he was feeling. Mm. Uh, you know, there was just so many aspects. Um, there was just such a powerful energetic pull that uh-huh. I thought to myself, Oh my goodness, this, this is behaving like a twin flame. And, and so, you know, it's, it's, complete irony to me that I'm now teaching about it because it was the one topic I wanted nothing to do with but it, you know my relationship with my husband absolutely does behave that way we've gone through all of the things all of the horrible things that have to come up all the acting out you know the separation I lived in a different country we were apart for a very long time super super common with twins because you can't be around each other all the time in the beginning it's just you, it's undoable you can't do it
0: And why is that? Why is that? Because it's distracting, ungrounded? It's
1: it's, it's energetic intensity. It's Like Mm -hmm. I say, you're integrating a soul fragment,
2: Mm -hmm. a a
1: person-sized soul fragment, more than a person-sized really because the energy energy field is so big and it simply can't be done all at once. You can Mm -hmm. only do it a little bit at a time. So we know, I think, We're also experienced at this point with energetic downloads and feeling a lot of the shifting energies that's been so intense this year. We know when you're on energetic overwhelm, you cannot take on one more thing. You just Mm -hmm. have to kind of retreat and get back into your own energy and Mm -hmm. allow it to integrate. And then you can come out and you're ready to pick up some more, do more learning or receive teachings or healings or whatever it is. But you get on energetic overwhelm where it's like, no, I have to integrate what I've got going on. And that's why the twin flames can become actually quite repellent to each other because they're at max. They simply cannot take in any more of the energy, so they break apart. It's really extreme at the beginning phases. Once you get into a union where you're able to kind of be in relationship with each other without the chaos and kind of live in the same place. You still have it, just not to the extremes.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. The push-pull energy. So you've explained the pull, the energetic pull, just always wanting. I mean, we could, we could say that that's like it's different than this uh, puppy love, right in the beginning of a relationship, where you just want to be with that person constantly. It's different than that.
1: It is because you want it. That pull will kick back in even when you don't want anything to do with the person. So what's really <laughs> common at the beginning phases is you know you'll get really triggered by your twin. Um, because you've got unhealed stuff coming up or you're on energetic overwhelm and you Mm -hmm. just want to get away from them because it's just too much to deal with. And so you end up usually in some dramatic fashion (laughs) creating some space for yourself and you might feel temporarily better for a day or two and then that pull kicks right in but you're still thinking that you don't want anything to do with them.
2: Mm-hmm. and you know
1: any other relationship if there's somebody that you really don't want anything to do with you get away from them in your relief and you don't even you don't even think of them again in a twin flame or a soul connection relationship that pull will kick in and it's designed just for that reason to keep you coming back to keep doing the integration to keep doing the healing um and and that's really the indicator to me you know a lot of people ask how do i know if i've met my twin flame I would say soul connection is an interchangeable term, and you'll know if you have the pull, and it pulls you back in even when you don't want it. That's when you know you're dealing with a twin flame.
0: Okay. All right. Well, let's ask. Uh, let's answer Julie's question, because Julie asks: Is there an undeniable way to know that you are dealing with your twin flame when you have not yet met them on Earth? I've been on a journey for three Mm -hmm. years, she says, telepathically and sometimes online message connecting with someone who I know exists on Earth, but I have received nothing back on Earth in 3D. It's been difficult, but I still receive Spirit's guidance to keep going. Okay, thoughts for Julie.
1: Um, it's extremely common. Most people, before they meet their twin, will have a sense energetically that there's somebody there. They will have mm-hmm. that or they'll dream of them. Um, I saw my guy in meditation before I met him. Um, he has some very distinctive features that I saw that that he does have um so i was aware that he existed and what i actually did um to speed it along because i could just feel intuitively that he didn't live anywhere near where i live um i told him where to find me and so Uh and so we did
0: (laughs) okay so you just said that to the universe tell us what you said
1: i met with him in in meditation and Mm -hmm. um you know, I, I felt I had taken a long time off of relationship, And this is also something that's really, really common for people um that move into twin flame experiences. A lot of times they've taken a big time off, time out from relationships where they've been alone for a while. It's almost like we need to have that space to debrief ourselves from 3D relationships, to get to know ourselves again, to love ourselves again. And that, that's what precedes the shifting into the activation of the intersection with your twin flame. Super, super common. So I had been alone for a long time. I was feeling that it was ready. I was feeling ready to get back into relationship. So I was on an online dating app. Um, so I was aware I would see him in meditation. And so I told him, this is, this is where you can find me. Mm -hmm. In meditation, I just told his soul, and what was so interesting was he said that his friends had been telling him to go on this app because they were all on the app, and he wanted no part of it whatsoever. And then one day he thought, "I have to go on that app," and he met me the first day. Mm -hmm. Pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, that's so so interesting. I mean, it's really common.
1: uh Yeah, really common to be aware that they're there energetically. I think that. Um, It precedes the meeting in the physical.
0: Oh, yes. Isn't that fascinating? Okay. All right. That's why psychics can pick up on where that person is. They see that person in the energy field. So, all right. Let's talk about what happens to activate the meeting of twin flames.
1: Well, you know, it's just your evolution. It has everything to do with, with the ascension process. I think the ascension process mm-hmm. moves us into a vibrational range that makes that type of a relationship possible. Um, you know, and I think that the twin flames also assist the ascension process. I think that they're anchoring templates of unconditional love and higher vibrational relationships on the on the planet. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And on that note, though, I really want to stress this. So many people put pressure on themselves and think, I have to meet my twin flame or I have my twin flame. We're not together. We're in separation right now. I have to hurry up and make this work so that I can be of service. Please don't think that. The entire process is service. The entire process is purpose. So you don't yeah. have to reach some certain level in order to be of your service. It's the fact that you've even moved into an, you know, an energetic space that makes that intersection possible. That's service. So it's service every, every step of the way. Because again, you're healing, you're moving into radical self responsibility. You're starting to anchor unconditional love for yourself and for others. I mean, this is all serving the planet. So please don't put that pressure on you. I know a lot of twins in separation do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, all right. If anyone has questions for Shelly, please go ahead and put them in the Q&A box. Uh, Shelly, you've talked about that there, it's, it's really intense this year. We're feeling these energies. They're quite transformational. Um, talk about maybe we could bring in Archangel Gabrielle to speak a little bit about the current energies for all of us in higher frequency relationships, what we can do to best cultivate that, whether it's twin or all the relationships in our lives.
1: I think we can't go wrong by having an intention to move into the highest vibrational relationship that's available to us at any given time. You know, I think that that's a really nice, loose intention <laughs> that can yeah. that can get you moving forward in a way without putting the pressure of labels. Um, but absolutely, yes, I'm happy. I'm happy to jump in and get Gabriel. But one one more thing that I wanted to say, you know, I think that the twin flame slash soul connection phenomenon, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more of it. I mean, the energies are evolving us. And for every shift we go through, there are more people that are shifting into that alignment that's going to activate the intersection. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, relationships are kind of the last uncharted territory on the planet. You know, we're, we're transforming everything else and it makes sense that our relationships also have to move into higher vibration. Doesn't mean that everyone's going to do it. Some people are far more comfortable with the soulmate relationship. They don't want the, inten- the endless intensity you know, the twin flame is a it's it's a challenging road. It's you know, I've I've been in with my guy for four and a half years now and I still find the energy to be very difficult sometimes. Um but we're at the point now where where, you know, we understand the process so we can say, you know, hey, I, I just need to get off by myself right now. I'm feeling a little overwhelmed and I just need a little bit of space and the other one can take it without it being personal. So you do get better at the navigation of it, but you know, not everyone's going to choose that for themselves, but I will say that it's becoming a potential and will continue to be a greater potential. The more we continue to evolve, the more people will be moving into that energetic range that makes it possible and the intersections will be occurring.
0: Okay, beautiful. Well, you know, I mean, in any, in any situation, in any marriage, in any family, living conditions, roommates, what have you, it really is best for us to feel our own energy. And when we do need to step out, sometimes the days are just full of intense energy and we really do need to step back. Sometimes I just need to check back and go into bed and read a book and go to bed early. Mm-hmm. And it's—I it, think—that's what you're doing here, is when we radically love ourselves to know that that really is paying attention in that way.
2: Absolutely,
1: and I think it's also important to remember that if you're triggered, it rarely has anything to do with the other person.
2: Mm-hmm. It's almost
1: always about you as much as that sucks, some days you just don't feel like being all that self-responsible. But if you're triggered, it's something in you that's looking for something from you. Um, and the more that you can kind of get to the place where you can say, okay, I'm triggered. What is, where is that aspect of me? And what does that aspect need from me right now? How can I love that aspect? And what is it looking for that I can give it? And if you can take the time to do that, you will navigate this with a lot more grace and ease. But um, Mm -hmm. on that, let's get in. I'll I'll get Gabriel and we'll see what he has to say and and, uh, we'll take it from there.
0: Thank you, beautiful.
1: Greetings, dear one. So pleased we are to be having this discussion with you today. We love your ex Exploration of love and the vast variety of relationships that are occurring on your planet, and the many more high vibrational relationships that will be occurring as more and more unions start coming together. What we want for you to all understand is that if you have met somebody who you consider to be your twin flame or soul connection, and you are having difficulties in the navigation of that relationship, to please know that it would not occur were it not fully possible for both of you to successfully navigate into union. Many of you will have negative focus on the other partner, particularly if they are triggered and acting out, and it could seem to you that it is an impossible task. But what we wish for you to understand is that the full potential and the full desire of that person's soul is to do the growth and to move into union. It is a process that requires patience, understanding, self-love. It is mostly about acceptance. For when you are in resistance to the other, you are in resistance to yourself. And that is why we say it is a fractal of unity consciousness. It is how you are starting to experience that on your planet. The energies that you are in are completely transformative as you have been moving through this year of 2019. And we have spoken extensively about how this is a year of forward movement. We understand that you may be feeling right now that you haven't seen the forward movement, but what we would say from our perspective is that you have released and integrated so much energy that the forward movement is indeed there. You are just not seeing it break through into your physical reality. This low period that many of you have been in has been designed to help you get clarity On who you are today, who you have evolved into, what you have left behind that you used to love to do, what your soul's desires and interests are, and how you wish to move forward in the new energies in ways that can honor you now that you have done the work and are not dragging forth with you all of the old conditioning fears and limiting belief systems that you have carried through the first phase of your incarnation. So you see, now that you are at what we like to call zero point, that you are starting all over with the wisdom that you have without carrying the wounds and the limiting belief systems that have been impeding your way. There will be many great breakthroughs for you to experience throughout the entirety of this year and well into 2020 all the way through to 2022. Many of you have been feeling a great anticipation, a sense that something is about to happen, that something is about to break through. And what that is, dear ones, is your soul's extreme excitement for the energies that you are now in and the endless potentials that exist for you. It is, in fact, your soul, chanting at the bit, if you will, to get into the really juicy stuff that you have been working so hard to move forward into. So understand that there is a lot going on. You have integrated an incredible amount of energy. You are wise, you are diligent, and you are ready. Be non-resistant, move with the energies, have broad intention, and before you know it, you will be having many, many adventures. In fact, we tell our partner in Transmission all the time that her sessions, private sessions with others will go from answering why people are not having movement to how to navigate accelerated movement, which comes with its own set of challenges that you will enjoy after your long period of integration. And that is what we would like to present to you today, and we are happy to take questions if you would
0: like. Thank you, thank you, thank you for that beautiful message. We were feeling a little bit of the lull and this need to get clarity. I know many can look in their lives and sense that and see that the inspiration to move forward It's there, but we just can't articulate it. And so we will surrender to our soul. Can you talk a little bit about how we do surrender to the soul, how we identify the actions of the soul, the desires of the soul versus the desires of our mind, our ego? When
1: you work with what we call the divine combination, which is the surrender, faith, flow, trust model, you can never make a mistake. If you surrender into perhaps your highest life expression and enter into the flow, which means taking the path of ease and following the path that is best supported for you by watching the signs and synchronicities, and understanding that you move with whatever the energies are supporting at any given time, and you stay in that model with your faith and trust long enough for the magic to occur, you will start to see the stepping stones appearing before you that are taking you to the promised land of what it is that you wish to experience, you see. So what will happen is if you are in a surrender, faith, flow, trust model, you are automatically navigating through the soul and the heart, which is very different than the navigation of the ego or the mind, if you will. The mind does not enjoy to surrender or flow. In fact, it will not because it will be very, very busy trying to control the flow, trying to micromanage all of the movements, which is only going to ever result in you creating what you think is already possible. The magic of the surrender, faith, flow, trust model is that it allows your highest self along with your team of helpers and guides to lead you into the highest potentials that you could not imagine possible from your vantage point. It is you deciding what you would like to experience in a broad way, and then passing the baton, if you will, to your helpers on the other side of the veil that can help lead you to exactly where that exists. It's a beautiful process of unfoldment and one that the ego self is not very interested in, you see. So the ego self will try to control through fear and doubt So we like to explain it as this. Imagine that your ego self is much like a toddler who doesn't like sudden change and likes to be in control. It does it because it is fearful of change. And so you can take your ego self, if it is trying to block your progress through fear and doubt, and simply stop and ask it what it needs in order to feel safe and to give it a job you can tell it we're going to do this surrender thing and you are very important and you are part of us and you always will be a necessary part. So let's go along and see how this goes and you can pay attention. There are many different tricks to love your ego forward and that allows you to move forward in a way that is very congruent. It is honoring all parts of self. And so... What you will notice is, if it is trying to push a boulder up the hill, if it feels like that, you are not in flow. Your flow is when things come together with beauty, with grace, with ease, and a feeling of magic. It is a great time of enjoyment, and it feels wonderful. If you knock yourselves out of the flow, which you will, as human beings, frequently, It is quite fine. All you must do is simply re-surrender and redirect yourself back into the flow. And before you know it, it will become your preferred means of navigation because it is the higher vibrational navigating system you see that works through the heart, not through the head.
0: Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What would you say for those who are looking for their twin flame, not finding it, waiting for years, there's a question coming in, what can we do to shift the energy to manifest that twin flame, but I'd also like you to talk about what we can do to be totally peaceful and centered connected to our higher self here in this now moment?
1: Being peaceful and centered comes from being in a state of non-resistance. So we would say that acceptance is the key to feeling peaceful and centered. The element of acceptance comes from faith and trust working together. So what is so magical about the surrender, faith, flow, trust models, the divine combination is that the faith and trust aspect naturally open acceptance and allowing, which naturally leads you to the experience of patience and peace and presence. So, it, they all, all of the vital aspects of the divine combination work together as a team, if you will, as an alchemical formula to open you to far greater experiences than what the mind can, can create for you within its own specialized parameters. If you are wishing to draw to you a higher vibrational relationship, we would simply advise that you surrender into your highest, the highest vibrational relationship that is available to you and follow that flow. There are no special tricks. But it is essential that you be open to it and to be open to it coming to you from many different ways. So the more that you have a broad intention allows the universe to deliver to you in so many more ways. Surrendered human beings are delightfully easy to move into right time, right place scenarios. And it is great fun for us to do so.
0: Thank you. We're going to take a caller. We're going to Susan on the web call. Susan, do you have a question for Archangel Gabriel?
2: Hi, can you hear me?
0: Yes, hi.
2: Oh,
1: thank you so much. Um, I've, I've been in a relationship for the past seven years, and five of those seven years uh, we've lived apart most of the time. And I've just gone back and forth wondering if this is a twin, twin flame relationship or if I've just, uh, you know, gotten into a pattern of, you know, dysfunction or codependency of some sort. And I wondered what you had to say about that. It's exceptionally common for people in a twin flame relationship to question their sanity more than once. <laughs> when you are in a twin flame situation, or we would call it a... connection, if you will, for the sake of easing up the label. It is only navigated through the heart and there is great support for it as it is a higher vibrational relationship. So all things will always serve the highest vibrational experience available to you. So you can ask for signs and signs will come to allow you to know that you are on the right track. Listen to your heart and pay attention to the pull. If you continue to be pulled back into a situation, it is because there is something for you in that situation. And if you are listening to your heart, you simply cannot make a mistake So we would say to you that this is an unfoldment. You may wish to focus on yourself. If there are things that need to be shifted, shifted, it may be a time for you to say, okay, what is it that I need to give myself so I can shift this forward? It may be that you can simply move into a deeper space of acceptance for the other exactly as they are, which would then create a space of non-resistance between the two of you, which would allow you to dip even further into each other's energy. So we would say trust. The people that are drawing to themselves these types of situations are very self-responsible souls, many of whom have been on their spiritual path for a long time. You can trust your wisdom and trust your mastery. Know what you know. So many of you second guess it because you start looking at it through the lens of what other people say. And you are at a point right now where you are all so highly individualized and making energetic offerings to the planet that there will be many that will have no clue what you are on the planet doing and what your highest next steps must be. So one of the beauty, beautiful things of being in a soul connection relationship is it is absolutely walking your talk and being the empowered master of your own life expression because you must listen to your heart. It insists upon it. Thank you. Can you tell me anything about how what I could do differently so that we
0: could actually live together or be together. What, what's in my way of, of creating more closeness?
2: It would surrender into
1: a healing process that you absolutely trust will be bringing in exactly what you each need. And be aware of what comes into your awareness. So if you surrender into the healing for the highest good of both and follow that flow, anything that does need to be addressed will be brought into your awareness. You simply cannot miss anything from working in that space. A good rule of thumb for those of you who are navigating these types of relationships is to always move it through the lens of what is best for me, what is best for my twin, and what is best for the union. And there will be an answer that will honor all of those things if Mm -hmm. you sit with it long
2: enough. Okay.
0: Thank you so much.
1: It is our great pleasure.
0: Mm. Thank you, Susan. Beautiful words there. There were two key words that I'd like to emphasize, because this works in all of our relationships. Certainly the ones that are twin flame and heart-to-heart, those are our closest relationships. But there were two words that you used. Well, you've used the divine combination, of course, but the, the word acceptance that just rings so true. If we can accept accept the other person, accept the way we feel, or that just really feels rich to me, the acceptance. We're not here to change other people. So that just helps. And I know it's helpful in these higher vibrational relationships that we're cultivating. Uh, we are in a fifth dimensional frequency and those lower-density aspects of using someone or feeling a certain way about someone, not getting over it, that's to go, as you mentioned, so beautifully. How If
1: you are in a state of discomfort, dear ones, you are in a state of resistance. So if you are in a state of discomfort... Ask yourself, what am I resistant to and how can I shift that into acceptance? And
2: mm-hmm.
0: you will find that
1: your discomfort will ease very quickly.
0: Yes. Beautiful. I love that. It feels so good. And so everyone can look in their lives and feel into that word acceptance. And then, of course, the divine combination that you mentioned as well, the surrender to the healing and then our awareness will become, we'll see what needs to be healed. Thank you. Here's a question for our group. We know these are really soul connections. We are connecting on a soul level. What does that truly mean to connect on a soul level? To
2: connect
1: on a soul level means that you are... vibrationally connecting from the entirety of who you are. It means that you are moving beyond the mask of 3D, beyond what has been presented to you into the feeling of what's underneath. It means connecting on a soul-to-soul versus a personality or character, if you will, that a soul might be playing. So it is recognizing the truth of your soul and the truth of another soul. It could be considered heart-to-heart. It could be considered soul-to-soul. It could be considered vibration-to-vibration. It could be considered light-to-light. It is whatever feels best to you but it is a celebration of essence, if you
0: will. Mm -hmm. I love that. That feels so good. And I love the words light to light. It's a light to light connection. All of those choices are beautiful. All right, let's go to another caller. This time we are going to Maria. Hi, Maria. Hold on, sorry. Maria, hi. Hi, how are you? Good. Do you have a question for Archangel Gabriel? Yes, I do. Um, I was told that he's one of my guides, and I just wanted to know um, where I'm at at my, well, I don't know if you want to get personal, but where uh, mission is concerned, on a global scale, if
2: they have any input on me on that. And just the uh, messages that I've been getting.
0: And what's um, the biggest block right now? Okay. Thank you.
1: There is the question. For every mm-hmm. time that we channel, in a public forum, there is always someone who wants to know where the block is. And we want you to sit with this, dear ones. What if your belief that your block is the block? And we think that this so beautifully goes with the message we gave of acceptance because if you are in complete acceptance of yourself and your own self, Mastery. We wish for you to understand that the ascension process is an incredibly intelligent process. You are moving through these shifts willingly on a soul level, and there is a divine intelligence that is leading you through it. So, what we mean by that is if you perceive yourself to be in a lull, it is because so well is serving you. You are integrating energies. You are in a preparatory phase for the action steps that will come. You are serving not only through your energetics on a daily basis, but you are also, many of you, doing double duty by being of service at night. By connecting back into your home base, by Connecting with your friends, with your other friends that are masters to bring forth new information, to bring forth new energy, new inspiration. Doing planetary light work in your sleep. Connecting back into the halls of knowledge. Consulting. There is a vast amount of work that is being done all the time. And to answer your question, yes, dear one, and we are delighted to work with you. And there are many others that are delighted to work with you. But we would ask all of you on this call to move into an acceptance of, of your own divine rightness in this right now moment. You are absolute perfection in this right now moment. And you're not going to get it wrong. These are the leftovers, you see. So many of you are on the planet with a service contract. You came onto the planet, into the body to assist the ascension process because you knew it was a true potential. So you have come in with a diligence and a seriousness to make sure that you are going to be successful this time. And you have passed that point. The attention process, the shift on your planet is occurring and picking up speed if you haven't noticed. It is a runaway train at this point. There is not one thing that you can do to mess it up. And now this is a time for you to be able to start to concentrate on your own endeavors. And there will be others that will step forward to be, fill the service vacancies that you will create as you move forward into your own creations, into your own joyful service. If you are being mindful and paying attention, you are never going to miss what needs to be done. Trust In the process, trust in your mastery. And if you can do that, it will start to feel lighter and much more fun as you move forward into the next phase, which is no longer martyred service, but rather joyful service. And that is what we would like you to
2: know today, dear one.
0: Thank you. Thanks, Maria. Thank you. you. Yes, that feels really empowering for all of us. We are all lit up. We know deep within ourselves that we indeed came to assist this ascension process. And it's beautiful to know this runaway train cannot be messed up. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I I have one more question that we can get to. This one is in uh British Columbia, Burns Lake, uh phone number ending in 8288. Hello. Hello? Hello? Yes, hi. What's your name? Marianne. Mary Ann, do you have a question for Archangel Gabriel?
2: Yes. Um there's someone that I met, um, back last, last eight, last summer, actually. And, um, he admitted to me that he, um, cared about me. And then I said I cared about him. And I'm wondering if he's my twin flame
0: because, um, you know, it feels like it. And, um wondering what I could do about healing what's separating us.
1: One of the questions that we like to pose to those who ask that question, and it's a very common question and we understand why you ask it. We would ask what difference would it make if the answer was yes or no. If you are behaving or making choices or sacrifices in the name of a relationship that you would not make if they were not your twin flame, it is time for you to reevaluate the choices that you are making. So what we are trying to say is if you are in, release the label is what we are trying to say. Release the pressure that comes from the label. And simply say, this is a powerful soul connection that I feel. And how does my heart want me to proceed? How can I proceed in this way, in a way that can honor everyone involved? And we would say that offering energy and love to the other one If you are in separation and you've been chasing after another, it is very important to withdraw your energy and become self-responsible. And we wish to touch on this. This is a very important aspect in the twin flame relationship. It is normal if the other person is triggered and requiring space and you're not feeling that need for space to take it personally and to be hurt and to feel abandoned. If you understand that it is energetic, not personal, you can decide, okay, I'm not able to love that person in the physical right now, so I will shift into loving them soul to soul, etherically. I will meditate and I will honor the relationship in that way. What you don't want to do is to be chasing after them energetically because if a person is already on energetic overwhelm and you are connected, they will feel that energy and they will need to reject it even longer because they are busy trying to integrate. It will keep them on constant overwhelm if you keep trying to dip into their energy or to try and control it. So simply sending love and withdrawing your energy into being the love for yourself, giving yourself whatever you think that you're missing from the other one not being present is an incredibly powerful move because what it does is it lets them off the hook for your happiness first and foremost and puts it back where it belongs. You are responsible for your own happiness, not an external And it also allows them a chance to integrate the energy. And when your energy is withdrawn, what will happen is the second that they integrate the energies, they will miss your energy. And they will reach out to you. And we see this happening time and time again. And when a person truly understands and brings their energy back into self-responsibility, it creates forward movement with twins or partners that they have been in separation with for a very long time. You must allow people the room to get the energetic break that they need if that is what's going on. So moving back into your self-responsibility, giving love to yourself, giving yourself whatever you think you're not getting from them because they're not present is how you shift these situations. And that is what we wish for you to know today, dear one.
0: Thank you. Thank you. It is our great pleasure. Thank you so much. Yes, we love the message there. We can feel a powerful soul connection and our heart will show us how to proceed. All right. My heart is saying we've got another caller and thank you. Here is, Charlottetown, area uh, phone number ending in one two one three two four. Hello, you're unmuted. What's your name, please? My name is Carmen. Hello, uh,
2: uh is... Hi Carmen. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a soulmate. I'm just don't know what's going on with me. Um. Maybe it's not a purpose to ask that, but I would like to ask Archangel Michael because, not Michael, I'm sorry, um, 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 Gabriel. Gabrielle, uh, it's just because I, you don't have any soulmate. I'm alone. I don't look for that. And I think it's because I don't accepting myself. Is it any, I think that, that can Gabrielle tell me about that, please? If you We can. would say
1: simply make more room for love in your life. Make room for love. Open to the acceptance that love exists for you. Start to see yourself as someone who has so much to offer.
2: Love yourself.
1: Fill your, yourself up with so much love that you're allowing love to flow through you, and to you. And before you know it, you will be so irresistible that you will be fighting them off. (laughs) There is much love available to you, dear one. The only problem is that you're not opening to the receiving of the love from yourself or from others. Make room for love and it will
2: come. That is what we would like you to know today. Thank you. It's true. It's very true. I don't know how can I do it. I'm do- I'm going to do what you said to me. A <laughs> little bit
1: at a time. Just a little bit at a time. One right now moment at a time.
2: Thank mm-hmm. you so much.
0: <laughs> Thank you. for Like a little giggle like that, Carmen. A little giggle like that in the most expected yeah. places. That's so beautiful. And I love what Gabrielle said there. <clears throat> you'll be, you know, finding them. And I thought of, you'll be beating them back with a stick. That's funny. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much.
2: Thank you, uh, uh, Archangel Gabriel, and thank you for uh, your uh, your insight. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Love you.
0: Love you. Thank you. It is
2: our pleasure.
0: Okay. Well, thank you. So now as we uh, leave our circle with you, Archangel Gabriel, it would be beautiful for you to talk about our higher self as we close our message from you.
1: There is a divine spark in each and every one of you that knows exactly where your divine other is, that knows exactly how to proceed in your life, that knows exactly what your next highest choice is. Get out of troubleshooting mode with yourselves, dear ones. Start to celebrate how incredibly efficiently and masterfully you are navigating this shift. You are doing a remarkable job. And you cannot kick yourselves up the stairs to enlightenment, dear ones. You must love yourself into the acceptance of all that is available for you right now be it whatever it is that you would like to experience. And there is love everywhere for you. So open your heart, trust in yourself, and let your lives get as big and beautiful as they want to be. And with that, we will bid you adieu. It has been our great
0: pleasure. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, the power of love. With that, I hope everyone is feeling into it and holding that space. As we share how we can help others hold this space as well, that is a beautiful world and a beautiful contribution. Ah, Welcome back, Shelley. (laughs) Thank you. I love the message of Archangel Gabriel. So beautiful and pure and loving. Oh. Well, we can <laughs> certainly feel the, on the precipice of the breakthroughs. I know right. that we can feel that. So, um, you know, for those who are, are going through different aspects of their journey and inquiring about this, topic of twin flame we really want to allow them a place where they can work on it and clean it up and not clean it up but manage it navigate it and so that's where your classes come in you've done some classes and these are beautiful and very transformational for people so share with us what each of these are
1: Uh, I'd love to. the The whole reason why I created this package was because the twin flame journey is a really intense, accelerated path, and it creates a lot of questions. It, you know, there's a lot of emotional highs and lows, particularly in the beginning, as you're trying to figure out, you know, how to do it. and It's been my experience, both for myself and with other people, that we require, we can sometimes require some extra assistance. So the whole point of why I created this package was so that you would have the extra help, the assistance that you could go to whenever you needed, it, so that it was right with you. So in class one, we explore what is a twin flame, and we look at how the evolution of theology leads to the evolution of relationships. When will you meet your twin flame? Does everybody have a twin flame? The permanence of the union, the differences between twin flames and soulmates, um, soul connections and divine counterparts and the release of labels. And then we do a practical exercise, which is a guided meditation to meet and acknowledge the existence of your twin flame or soul connection. Your soul always knows where that other one is. This is a meditation that allows you to connect with them like what we've mentioned earlier in the call. In class two, we cover what happens when you meet your twin flames. So we cover the connection of twin flames, what happens before you meet, is being spiritual necessary, what must happen to activate the meeting, how will meeting your twin flame feel, the pull, obstacles, energetic activation and shifting, intimacy, the joy of reuniting, also known as the bubble love phase. And we have a practical exercise, which is a guided meditation to meet your twin flame guides and to be shown the depth of the energetic shift. In class three, it's all about let the activation, healing, and integrating dance begin. So in this class, we really cover the energetics of what's going on. So it's about the creation of new unconditional love templates, the release of everything that is not love so more twin flame energy can be integrated. It's the healing of old themes, releasing conditional love and control. We look at does separation have to occur and what purpose does it cause? Does it offer? How to make separations easier? Does runner chaser have to happen? how to make it all easier to navigate if you are in that phase, what to do if you miss your twin, and honoring the unfoldment. And the practical exercise is a guided meditation for loving, supportive meetings with your twin. In class four, we move from doubt to acceptance. So this is all about following your heart, honoring what you know, and being the expert on you. Well, you talk about how to deny your twin, is to deny yourself. The importance of having a journal, making your own healing and comfort a priority, using your wisdom, and the importance of acceptance, surrender, faith, and trust. Uh, there's a guided meditation to experience the permanence of the union. In class five, it's all about holding the space. So in this class, we cover settling down seeing signs, what holding the space means and how it benefits everyone, anchoring the foundation of the relationship, what to do if your twin is acting out or behaving badly, using your wisdom and mastery, healing for both you and your twin, celebrating your successes and honoring the unfoldment. In the practical exercise, there's a guided meditation to meet with healing guides and experience energetic clearing and guidance for releasing fears and soul contracts, and replacing with new intentions. In class six, we cover union, what it's like to make progress, being able to spend more time in each other's presence, the deepening and the meld, finding space within union, allowing the unfoldment of your service and your mission, moving beyond the drama, hallelujah, we all can't wait for that thing. looking at how long it could take. The difference of the unfoldment of 3D versus higher vibrational relationships. If you'll get married, entering a new phase of your journey together. And the practical exercise is a guided meditation, feeling and celebrating your union with full acceptance and appreciation and seeing its service and energetic support to the planet. And then what I did was I added in a bonus class that covers 27 commonly asked questions about twin flames. So it really helps um, give practical advice to help you move beyond common obstacles and to successfully navigate your own high vibrational relationship. So this is a really comprehensive package that I've tried so hard to create to answer those questions and to give the guidance regardless of what phase you're in.
0: Yes. And really, regardless of whether you think or feel that you're in a twin flame relationship, this is beautiful. This is high vibe relationships. I love it. Thank you so much.
1: It really is. Oh, you're very welcome. It's my joy.
0: Yeah, well, it's very interesting because there's one there's many questions that came up from that because it's it, it runs this whole gamut of topics, but one of the questions is is being spiritual necessary? And that's an interesting one. Can you share just a tidbit on that?
1: Sure, yeah, I can. I think that being spiritual is not necessary. I think that there are a lot of people that hold higher vibrations and they are simply being higher vibration than actually, you know, actively working on learning spirituality or having spiritual practice. I think me and my husband are a really good example of that. He is such an amazing space holder. He holds the energy of unconditional love. He practices Mm -hmm. gratitude. He understands energetics and you couldn't pay him to sit down and read a spiritual book. (laughs) and me on the other hand you know i'm up to my eyeballs and in it all day long that's what (laughs) i do and i mean i think that we're such a perfect example and i honestly think that he brings me a lot of balance because he just is it he's not practicing or you know trying to learn things he just simply holds the energy and that is an ideal match for me because I think if he was, like, highly spiritual, I think that would actually knock me out of balance. <laughs> so I think that it's a really good balance for us if we look yes. at the entirety of our, our union as a whole as it kind of being its own entity. I think it, it, it works for us. So, no, they don't have to be spiritual. But they will hold a lot of spiritual traits without even maybe even recognizing it.
0: Mm -hmm. we call that a good person right that's a good (laughs) person and we are attracted to that and that person has a lot of friends all through childhood perhaps that's a good person yes thank you i love it because you helped me recognize as well there are people in my life that hold that frequency and we hold the frequency and that actually helps others so it's good that they don't have to be spiritual as well because yes what I noticed is that I can bring my nitpicking as we talked about earlier can actually bring both of us out of the bliss and happiness so I bring him out of 5D
2: (laughs)
1: yeah I I hate to admit this and I don't tell my husband I said this but he's way better at unconditional love than I am and I'm sorry to say that but I'm I'm, you know there's lots of times and you know he's doing this and he's doing that and you know things get on my nerves and he just never he never does that with me he just loves me for who I am so I learn about unconditional love from my guy every day
0: Oh, isn't that beautiful? All right. Well, thank you for sharing on that. I really enjoy talking about it and learning more about you and, you know, all of us. And so uh, it just, it really is high vibrational relationships that we're all here uh, anchoring in, changing a lot of the old programs that we chose to step into to change as we heard from Archangel Gabriel we are all here to assist in this ascension isn't that amazing and isn't that empowering boy it feels really good I hope everyone is amped up
1: (laughs) I hope so too
0: Oh, good. All right, Shelley, your special offer is available on the link connected to this webpage or any platform that you're listening to this show on. It is in the description box. Check that out and you can work deeply on this topic of soul connections with Shelley Young and Archangel Gabriel. All right, Shelley. Well, thank you so much for your presence today, for bringing forward Archangel Gabriel and sharing on this topic.
1: Oh, it's been my pleasure. I really enjoy it. I try and offer what I wish I could have found when I was trying to navigate it on my own. So I, I always really enjoy the opportunity to talk about it. So thanks so much for inviting me.
0: Yes, and welcome to your new home on the Coast of Florida. Did you say the yeah, southwest, southwest coast? Yeah, southwest Florida. Oh, good. Southwest
1: Florida, yeah, it's wonderful.
0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for being here, Shelley. It has been extraordinary as usual. Thanks so much. Thank you. <laughs> Again, if you'd like Shelley's special offer, that is available on this web page. And thank you all for being here and sharing in our community. We always love to connect with you in whatever way is possible. And so we thank you for your very bright light. And now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart. Enjoy. Mm. is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.